everyone. Hi. Welcome to episode five of Not Your Girlfriend's podcast. This is B, And this is Elle. And uh, we're here to talk about a lot of stuff today. Yeah, so we thought that, you know, we've had a lot of like very um, subject-oriented podcasts recently of things that like were really bugging us particularly that we wanted to talk about, but... For this episode, we kind of just want to delve into the real issues that we're currently facing and that our friends and our listeners are currently facing and um, kind of just a Q&A slash like troubleshooting. Yeah, episode. just a casual, relax, get to know us, get to know our issues and problems. Oh my God, because we've got them. <laughs> <laughs> What's stressing us out lately? What's stressing us out in our love lives? So maybe you can help us. Yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, so, so B, what's going on in your love life currently? Um, not much on the dating scene, uh, you know, tindering, talking to guys, the norm. Um, what's really been bothering me is something I never thought was going to bother me. So I think in episode two, we talked about long-term relationships and I talked about my long-term boyfriend of three and a half years and... Recently, I found out that he was dating someone else, and he didn't tell me. I heard this from a friend, and um, I've been saying for a long time, like, and even if you, like, look back and listen to that episode again, I'm, like, very over it, and I'm, like, you know, in a place, and I realized there was issues, and we weren't going to, you know, be together, blah, blah, everything you know when you break up with someone uh, to be true. So when I found out that he was dating someone else, I felt really like surprised by how jealous I was and like shooketh <laughs> to the feelings I was, you know, feelings I, I didn't think I would feel that way. And a lot, I guess, has to do with also the person that he was dating. He chose to date someone um, that from college, we went to college together, um, that we knew in college and I knew this bitch and I knew she liked my boyfriend at the time, even though she had a boyfriend, you know, there's like six cents girl vibes. I know every woman out there is going to be like nodding their head. Cause it's so true. Like, you know, you know, when someone likes your boyfriend, it's like yeah, built yeah. into our DNA. And I think from what you've told me and in, in your experience specifically, like, that was an open thing. It wasn't, like, this coy little thing. It was, like, she, like, expressed, Yeah, you know, that she liked him. Yeah, I mean, not, like, blatantly, because she had a boyfriend at the time, but, like, she always complained about her boyfriend to anyone who would listen, and she had a boyfriend from, like, high school um, that bled into college, and they even went out after they graduated, um, and so did me and my boyfriend, and, you know, I, um... I can't be mad because I've dated a lot of guys when I'm tons of dates. I've had maybe like two-ish relationships, one and a half-ish since we broke up. Um, But I guess what really bothered me about the entire thing was that he didn't tell me. And I don't know if this is true for a lot of people who ended a long-term relationship and you still try to like be friends. And we talked about this before. That's kind of impossible to be friends with your ex. Yeah. Um, But um, we had this agreement that... If, you know, when we broke up that, you know, if we got back into a long-term relationship or a real relationship, boyfriend, girlfriend with somebody, we would tell each other. And when I got into a relationship, it was maybe my first relationship after him. It lasted like a month. Guaranteed at the time, I didn't know how long it was going to last. But 
I told him, like, I respect him enough to tell him, and he would never have found out I was dating this guy. There was nothing on social media. I was living, like, in New York, and he was living, you know, um, in the UK, and he would never have found out. Uh, so, but I, I wanted to let him know because I like respected him and I didn't want him hearing it from someone else. And I also told him when that relationship ended about a month later. Um, and I guess what really bothered me about it was that he didn't tell me. And he also chose someone that not only my friends in the UK knew, uh, and know, but like everyone knows her, I knew her and it was, I don't know. Yeah. I just felt really like taken aback by this information and kind of felt like it was hidden from me. And we talk, you know, not a lot, but we talk at least once a month and he, it, he never mentioned it to me. And I had to hear from, you know, one of my best friends and it hurt a lot because I have been out here telling everyone what a great guy he is and how we're friends and it's all fine and we're good. And then to find out this has been happening underneath my nose for three months, I don't know. Um, yeah, it's, it's kind of let me feel weird. Right. So let's back up and just recap the timeline. So you guys dated for three and a half years. Yeah. And how long have you been broken up? Nine months. And he's been dating this new girl for three months now. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, that's correct. So, ah, that's so tough, and I feel like it's never easy to find out that an ex is dating someone new because, I mean, especially when you feel like you thought you were the strong one coming out of it and you thought that, like, if anything, you'd be the one to move on and be the first one in a serious relationship again, um to find out that like they're in something that like you know they may be considered to be serious it's like it kind of like it just pulls the rug out from under you and like makes it, it just like makes you like confused and like a little like yeah you like think you're over it and you know why you the you ended things and you know that reason to be true and right but at the same time you can't help but feel jealous and I I think he he's known I've been dating and have been, you know, seeing other guys and going on dates and but I've never had a real serious relationship with anyone else since him, really and truly. Right, right. Like nothing boyfriend, girlfriendy, nothing that lasted more than a month or two months. And um I'm just kind of surprised with the way it left me feeling because you kind of say you're okay with it and then you're not. Yeah. <laughs> So I've been dealing with that, um, and I, he, I, I guess he owes me maybe uh, nothing, but I thought he, you know, owed me at least a, the courtesy of telling me that he was going out with right, somebody. Right, like just, just a heads up. Right, and um, I think in this specific situation, I we share a lot of friends, and I can't imagine how he doesn't think this wouldn't get back to me. So that's like also like super disrespectful in my eyes. I don't know. I just feel like really shitty about it. <laughs> yeah. So best case scenario, would you have had, you know, him just tell you Would there, like if he had told you, would you feel better about it now? Do you think? I mean, I wouldn't feel good either way. Cause I didn't like this girl. Cause again, I knew she wanted to fuck my boyfriend. <laughs> like, right, right, right. Uh, I guess I would have wanted, I, I would, would have wanted to know. Um, earlier, I would have wanted to hear it 
from my best friend. I wanted to hear it from him because I would think we are genuinely friends. Um, I can understand why he'd be nervous to tell me because I don't like this girl. But at the same time, in my eyes, if you're the girl, this girlfriend in the situation, shouldn't you want the guy you're dating to be upfront? with about their ex about you because then that's main means they're very established and they're you know open they're ready to like move forward with this it seems like he's like keeping right, right. it a secret and I talked to my parents about this and again because we were dated for such a long time they know him um my dad actually met this girl <laughs> oh my god yeah um and he said that he was like saw some like vibes happening uh like she was like trying to talk to him so Basically, I didn't even remember that he met her, so he came um, to the UK, we had an exhibition, and uh, everyone who was, you know, in the last year of school uh, was showcasing their work, and she was talking to him, and my dad was there, and my dad remember, you know, seeing her, like, being very flirty with my boyfriend. Yeah, it's super embarrassing. (laughs) And, And not like he was flirting back. But the fact that my dad remembered that and, like, remember that they had, like, some sort of chemistry. And it also makes you rethink your entire relationship. It's, like, maybe, you know, you think you're, like, the love of their life. And then maybe you look back, you're, like, maybe maybe I was keeping them apart from the love of their life. Like, you don't know anymore. Like, you could be, you're the hero in your own story, but you're the villain in someone else's. Yeah. So. Yeah, absolutely. And, like, we spoke about this yesterday when you first found out and then um, told me about it. And we like speculated a lot about like why like he might be drawn to this girl who's like so the polar opposite of you I mean you're very like outspoken you're very confident you're very like dominant and like you know like just you know who you are and um based on what you said it seems like she's very like shy very quiet it's a um, bit passive yeah just a very yeah just just not as much of a presence as you are and like, my immediate impression was, like, maybe he's tired of being, like, the, like, the number two in the relationship. And, like, now this is, a, like, an opportunity for him to be, like, in the driver's seat and for him to be, like, the strong, dominant personality and, you know, let someone else kind of be reliant on him. And so that's, like, the, I mean, granted, I don't know this girl. I've only, I'd only met your ex-boyfriend a couple times, so... I can't really speak to that, but, like, immediately that was the first, like, impression that I got, and that was, like, the thing that, you know, made sense in my mind most immediately was that, like, he wanted a chance to be in that kind of, like, dominant, like, you know, um, wearing the pants, if yeah. you will, kind of uh, situation. I, I, I get it, and um, maybe he doesn't owe me an explanation, but I think he does, and... Whatever. Um, I've talked about this a lot in the last two days to a lot of different people. And yeah, I think I'm at a place right now that it's like it's happening. And if he doesn't want to tell me, then OK, then I guess this is where we are right now, which is yeah. like shitty to think of that. Because you I mean, I thought of I do think of him as a friend. Um, but then again, we literally talked about you can't really be true friends with your ex. So you can't talk about right, dating right. For, to an extent. And I think. What my dad said was, and he knows, you know, my ex-boyfriend very well. Um, He said that, like, you know, the type of guy that he is, he doesn't want to rock the boat. He doesn't want to, like, upset anyone. Yeah, So he wants, he doesn't want to upset me. He probably still wants to keep me as a friend and still keep dating this girl that he knows I don't like. So he doesn't want to, like, 
you know, upset anybody in a situation, which is, I'm not saying it's the right thing to do. He's being utterly an absolute coward. Um, but yeah, that's, I guess the defense in his eyes. He wants cake. He wants to eat it too. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, but yeah, that's my situation. What's going on with your, your biggest ish right now? Uh, dating ish. So we were like talking about this when we were planning the episode and I was kind of like, I almost have too many issues to even, like, boil down to a single one right now. Like, everything is, like, like, I'm talking to a couple guys right now. There's one that I've been, like, going on dates with and, like, others I'm just, like, texting. But um, the one that I've been going out with is the one that I think that I want to focus on um, because it's the most, like, tangible right now. But... So I've been seeing this guy. He's like pretty successful, pretty established. He's a few years older than me. Um, So in my eyes, I thought he'd be a little more mature and he is for sure, but he has more of like a going out life than I do. And like, I'm like reaching the point in my like professional slash like just maturity kind of life that like I don't really go out much anymore and when I do it's like once every like two weeks really um and for the most part I'm like focusing on me and like my health and my like eating habits and things like that and like those are the things that like I'm really excited about or like being like productive and doing things that like make me a better person um and so it's weird to have this like older very established guy like telling me that I don't have enough fun and that I don't go out enough and whatever but anyway so the so big picture here is that like there have been a couple times that um over the past couple weeks that he's invited me to go out that I haven't really been able to because I've had like work and other stuff but like you know it's been like a road a road bump in the moment where like he'll be like oh you should come out and I'd be like well no because I have like an early meeting tomorrow and it kind of like creates like there's like a little bit of like weirdness there where I can tell he's like judging me for like not like you know wanting to like have fun and I'm just like I don't care what you think because I'm like doing things that I think are important to me but we've gotten past those um and then this week specifically he invited me to a show on Thursday night and I couldn't make it and then we spoke and I was like, well, let's try to do something this weekend. And he was like, well, Friday I have like a friend's birthday, but I can maybe like hang out after we can meet up. And so we were like talking throughout the day on Friday. Um, and B were coming to hang out with me in Brooklyn on Friday night and you were going to sleep over. So I was like texting him throughout the night and I was like, so by the way, like I'm like in, you know, this certain neighborhood and I'm out with my friends and it's a neighborhood that's not far from where both of us live um, me and this guy. So I, I texted him and I invited him and I was like, you should come out. Like I'm with like a bunch of my friends. I'm with like some high school friends and like, you know, it'd be, it'd be nice to see you. And he was like, he kind of expressed no interest in wanting to come out to see me. He was just like, well, can you like come back to my place after? And I was like, well, no, like I'm with my like good friend. Um, and she's staying at my place so no. And he was like, Oh, well just like let her sleep at your place and come kick it at mine. And I was like, no, I'm not going to do that. That's like a slap in the face. Like I'm not, I, I would never like invite someone to stay at my place and then leave them at my place and yeah. go elsewhere. Like that's so shitty. 
Um, but like we had that kind of like disconnect and then we haven't spoken since then. And this was like last night at like 11 or so that we were having this conversation. And then the whole day today has gone by and I haven't heard from him. And like, he sent me like a lot of like shrug slash like eye roll emojis in that conversation. And so I was very off put by that. Cause it's like, I'm doing my own thing. And like when you were doing your own thing earlier and going to your friend's birthday and like having all these other things going on, I wasn't like rolling my eyes at you. Yeah. But now all of a sudden I have plans and you're rolling your eyes that I won't come ditch my plans and ditch everything that I'm doing to hang out with you. So that was shitty. And we talked about this a little in the terms that we're dating a guy, especially I think when you're like sleeping around, it always seems to be on their terms. It's like, you know, Oh, I'm, you know, you're waiting for them to text you when they're free and they're, when you're free and they're not, it's not even like, that's not, it's not even like a point of discussion. Like when he says like, Oh, like I'm like, you know, like in for the night or I'm going to a concert or whatever. Like, I'm not like, Oh, that sucks. You should just come hang out with me instead. Because like, I think like I understand personal boundaries and I understand like, you know, people have their own prerogative and they have their own priorities and things that they want to do. So like, if we can compromise and meet halfway, let's do that. But I'm not going to like sit here and throw shade at your plans altogether and yeah. be like, that's shitty. You shouldn't be doing that. Like, hang out with me instead. Yeah. So for Can him you to, imagine if a girl did that? Like, how crazy no, she would, would be, sound? It like, would be immediate, like, stage five clinger. Like, oh, my God, this bitch wants me to ditch my friends to hang out with her. Like, no way. Right. You like, know, it, like, would, it would be a total no-fly zone. Like, it would... A, no respect for your life or your plans. And, like, it's making you sound like anything that you're doing is up for discussion, like a debate. Whereas, like, if he has plans, that's solidified and that's happening, and that and that's I'm expected okay. to just join those when it's like it doesn't fit in with my schedule and things that I have to do. Right. So, like, that's shitty. And then, like, but uh, you guys had a really great date, like a really great first. Date. Oh my god! So our first date was like two weeks ago, and we went out. And even though like our texting chemistry wasn't amazing up until then, I was just like, "Fuck it, like let's go out and we'll we'll see if it works." Um, cause I had no plans that night. And so we went out and our date was like way better than expected. Like it was so good. We had such good chemistry. We like went to one bar and had drinks and then he was like, Oh, I've got another spot. And we went to this like kind of speakeasy spot. That's like a bodega in the daytime. And then, um, there's a bar in the back that only opens up at night. And like, you have to like have reservations. Like if you go there, like it's pretty cool. They're like, Oh, did you like make a reservation? If you say no. And they happen to have like, um, like room for you like they'll write you down and make you register and everything and send you an email and make you confirm like it's like so official like they're trying to make it so exclusive but so like that was fun and then like we ended up like the end of our night was like going to a bodega to go buy lucy's and like smoking cigarettes and like making out like on a street corner like it was like super cute and super hot yeah and definitely like left something to be desired for our next date um and then our next date was earlier this week he invited me over for dinner and he lives in this like amazing one bedroom apartment and like has no roommates, which like, I can't say I have, you know, I have three roommates. So him having no roommates was like amazing first off. And I get there and like his apartment's amazing. And he cooks me like this amazing dinner 
And we just had like an amazing, amazing night together with really great sex. And was it amazing? Oh my (laughs) God. Like the whole night was just like, oh, so good. And like partially based on our last episode, I was like, after really good sex, I'm going to leave. So I left and like kind of like left like a lingering like desire. Mm -hmm. And so it was really good. And I was like really looking forward to our next time to hang out. So for our next you know, time that we're making plans and hoping to hang out to be last night and for him to, like, kind of make it clear that he wasn't interested in coming to meet up with me but wanted me to come back to his place after, like, that was super shitty. Yeah, I was like, it's like not, like not treating that you had two great dates, that you both vibe on a different level, not just sexually, but you, like, care about each other and you're interested in each other as human beings and like it has kind of struck me as more like a sleeping around kind of situation hitting you up for sex that's absolutely how I felt too I didn't feel like we were like like we had this you know connection it felt like you're like booty calling me almost like where it's like oh like I'm not gonna come hang out with you but like come over yeah and it's Um, like meet you halfway meet you like where were we hanging out wasn't even the neighborhood that you lived in. So, you know, him coming to meet us or meet you and, you know, want to also meet your friends and like, you know, see, see you in a different light. It just, there's a lot of open opportunity there, I guess, for like extending the relationship and showing that you care in different ways, not just about getting laid. And maybe that's all you wanted from that night. And that he was annoyed they couldn't get it from the one person he really wanted to. But, like, at the same time... Like, put some fucking effort in. Right. Like, respect the fact that you didn't just meet this girl. God, and, like, he could have came for, like, 20 minutes. Literally, like, said hi, hung out with me, and then convinced me to go home with him after 20 minutes. And I would have maybe been, like, amenable to it. Like, I would have been open to it if he had been there in real life, in physical presence, to talk me into it. But over text, with, like, eye roll and shrug emojis, I was just like, you're a fucking asshole, dude. Like, yeah. Like, yeah, like, I saw, these, backwards. I saw these text guys, and they're bad. Like, literally, you would say something, like, a real sentence that a human being would type, and then he would literally put a shrug emoji. I'm sorry, what the fuck is that even saying? That says I literally don't care enough to respond to you in words. So here is a small picture that tells you how I feel, which is go fuck yourself. Yeah. Like, it's like, okay, whatever. Like, I don't know what a, a shrug is like the most. I hate that they made that an emoji. Like, thank you for, like, giving all the handy, like, the, the verbally handicapped fuckboys, like, an easy, like, answer that basically says go fuck yourself. Yeah. Like, I, I mean, that's almost like just saying cool story, bro. Like, that's the equi- equivalent. Yes. Like, it's so shitty. And... I guess now I'm in the position where I'm wondering if I even want to, like, text him and figure things out and tell him that that upset me and try to make things work. And part of me is, like, yes, like, talk to him, communicate that that was unsettling for you and that you didn't appreciate it and try to talk through it and make it better. You're right. But the other part of me is, like, no, fuck it. Like, you've got all these options in your back pocket. You've got, like four other guys texting you, like, dying to go on a date with you that, yeah. like, actually care and want to talk to you about your day. Mm-hmm. And then you've got, like, the endless possibilities of Tinder. <laughs> so, like, fuck. Like, why, like, should I even bother? Yeah. Um, and I think that's what we, we kind of talked about 
before between the two of us, which was when you're dating someone and then you find something that you don't like about them, it's so easy just to write off that entire person and not want to work at it, you know, in both regards. And I'm not saying you should like give this guy a second chance at all for the way he's, you know, been acting. Um, but I think a lot of people have that mindset that if it's not working and it's been like two or three dates, that's like, that's enough. Like, yeah. that, that's like, you know, which is kind of insane because you think of how much work you kind of put into everything else in your life and time and a lot of relationships don't start off super easy and maybe you have to like work at sex or like, you know, plan date nights and make time for each other and you both work a lot. Like, there's so many issues when you're starting a relationship um, that I think it's really easy to write off you know, someone in the beginning when they're, they don't fit the image or they don't fit into your life seamlessly and vice versa. Yeah. And this like goes into a kind of a bigger issue where it's like not even like second or third date. It's like, if you maybe match with someone on Tinder or another app and then you start talking to them and then like, they say one thing that kind of rubs you the wrong way. Mm -hmm. It's like, it's just so easy. Like you have like, this whole like blank deck of other options that are out there that like yeah you haven't been clever enough your joke wasn't that funny like, right right like the conversation just dropped off one night and now it's like eh, I don't really know where to pick it up so like, let me just move on and, yeah like, that's I think a fatal flaw of dating apps that like I can't say we have a solution to like we we fucking don't like it's no. just like an inherent like vice in the system is just that there's so much possibility that it's easy sometimes to let one like speed bump kind of just end things all together. Yeah. Like derail a relationship before it even starts. Exactly. And yeah. So now I'm definitely at that place where I'm like, do I want to try to work on it? Does he want to try to work on it? Like, am I going to type him this message being like, Hey, here are the things I didn't like. And let's like try to like work, you know, work from them and go forward or like, has he already written this off? And is that why I haven't heard from him yet? Yeah. So that's definitely a difficulty that I think, I think a lot of people can say has, you know, has happened to them in like just the primarily online dating realm, but like also just like, you know, in a big city, I'm sure even if you're like meeting people in real life, it's like still like you have all these options. So you feel like you're not too pressured to like, really pursue one and work on things and like try to strengthen a relationship off of one failed conversation. Yeah, no, it's totally true. Um, it kind of reminds me of, um, uh, a call we got, we got a call from one of our friends. Yeah. So, um, one of our really good friends who happens to be a member of our focus group, shout out to you, M we'll call her M. Um, she recently had kind of a, a similar situation. So she matched with this guy, I think on Tinder. Um, and their conversation was immediately like so good. They got so hot and heavy so quick. Like there was just like all of this like chemistry between them and they were just like dying to meet up. And so they had their first date. It went amazing. Um, and she, like, they ended up, it ended with them, like, making out in the street. And they decided, like, not to go all the way that night, not to sleep together, but to, like, wait. And they waited. Um, and then a few days later, she texted him and she was like, let's hang out again tonight. Like, I think that we put things off the other night for the sake of, like, being prudent. But, like, 
I feel like there's a genuine connection here and we should be moving forward on it and acting on it. So they get, um, so she invites him over to her place. They like order seamless. They have dinner at her place and they're like talking and in the conversation, she like asks him what he did the last weekend over which they had already been like texting and talking. And like that weekend he had been like texting her like, Oh, I wish I was with you. Like I miss you. And like, wish I could be with you right now. Um, but so they're talking about the weekend and he's saying that he was like in like Montreal or somewhere. And he was like with his brother and they were sharing a room and his brother met this girl. And so they're in the room like having sex. So he had to leave you know, to give them that privacy. And he ends up down at the bar and ends up hooking up with some girl. Right. And he says this to her. Right. As they're on their, like, their second date. As they're on their second date. In her house. In her house, like, with the expectations of sleeping together that night, he mentions, like, a girl that he hooked up with, like, last weekend. And, like, you know, explicitly. Kind of, like, flippantly. Like, just, like, whatever. Right, right. Like, so, like, yeah, so casually. But just sprinkles in there, like, oh, yeah, I, like, made it. Like, I hooked up with this girl. And, like. She, in the moment, was, like, so, like, shocked. It, like, just blindsided her, and she couldn't, like, react to it in that exact second. So the conversation, like, kept going, but, like, eventually he could tell that, like, something had, like, hit a nerve and that she wasn't, like, acting the way that, you know, she was prior to that. And so he was like, what's going on? And she was like, actually, like, I think it's really disrespectful that you came here tonight with the intentions of being intimate with me for the first time and just like casually mention that you hooked up with a girl last weekend when you had been texting me the entire weekend. And he was just like, I'm sorry. I'm a very truthful person. I think that relationships are built on trust and like, I didn't want to hide anything from you. And she was like, yeah, dude, I get that. And I don't care that you hooked up with someone, but I think it's just tasteless to mention that and to tell me. It's like a fine line where you want to know everything, but not really. I mean, it's totally fine. They're not official. They went on one date. Exactly. He's totally fine to hook up with someone else. She knows that. He knows that. But there's a difference. I feel like you're telling someone who you're hooking up with. That's almost like, like, that's like a friend territory, TMI, you know. Yeah, Exactly. discretion you're about to have sex with this girl she doesn't want to hear that you had sex with some rando french chick in montreal right right and it's like it's it's just it's discretion like it's just god it's just knowing what to say and what not to say and like ladies and gentlemen everyone listening to this like fucking do's and don'ts like he don't hear don't talk about a recent hookup to a person that you're seeing Like, yes, like, if you're exclusive and something happened, like, yeah, you want to tell your partner about that. But if you're not even at that point yet and you don't feel any kind of guilt for not telling them because that's been established that you should, then fucking don't because it's just... No one likes hearing about anyone else or an ex. Like, it's... It's rude and unwarranted. Yeah. So, okay, what happened? Okay, so they end up, um, like... So they have that conversation. She's like, I really thought that that was uncalled for. And he apologizes and says that he was just trying to be transparent. And so they don't end up having sex that night. They fool around a little bit, but, like, no sex. Um, And then a few days later, he, like, starts to, like, get, like, kind of cold on her. And she's like, hey, like, I know that we, like, had, like, a tough conversation the other night. But, like, what's going on? Like, are you still interested in this? And he was like... 
honestly, like, you know, I just don't like the way you really talk to me. And I think that you don't like, you know, really fully treat me with respect all the time. And like, he totally like turned the tables on her and all of a sudden like was butthurt about like any kind of like tone or whatever that, you know, she had had with him and like just turning it on her completely and saying that like he didn't like the way that she treated him. And it like in like for her personally and then like for me reading the text that she screenshotted and sent, like I agree that it seemed like he was just like almost trying to like level the playing field Right. Or he was like, oh, well, you were upset with, about something the other day. Like, I'm going to be upset about something now. And in the end, they decided, like, you know, it was just not going to work. Yeah. And so it didn't work. Well, that's, and, like, sad because, like, if he literally just didn't say anything or it panned out differently. But, I mean, what, what do we want in that situation? I think if I said something that, like, really upset someone else and they were they said that that upset them... I shouldn't get mad at them for feeling what they feel. I think, yeah. like, he's, like, he's kind of, like, you know, asking her to apologize for the, her feelings. Like, what would ha- what would he have preferred? Her to lie and say, everything's okay, babe. Actually, I just, like, feel a bit sick from this pat eye. Like, it's not about you. Like, would he have liked that but better than hearing that, like, no, actually, I was upset that you mentioned you hooked up with another girl before you are about to have sex with me. Yeah. Like, I, I, I don't know what the real, like, solution was gonna be and maybe it it does show a bigger picture of incompatibility between them that he doesn't see a problem with saying what he said and he sees a problem with the way she reacted instead um who knows but again i think that was like an an over communication was really the thing there um we also have a call in from another one of our listeners and uh, yeah, let's like hear what he has to say. And this this issue is a little bit about the opposite, not enough communication. So we're gonna let you guys listen to it. I'll start from the beginning. Um, so I met this guy. His name was there, just like casually alone, because you know, lonely gay bitches, the usual. Um, and so he was there, and he just approaches me. Um, and then he just starts talking to me and, you know, my freaking personality, I'm like hostile, resting bitch face, just like all that shit in the beginning. Um, and I guess I didn't, I didn't scare him off. That was the crazy part. Um, and so he's just talking to me. I'm like, oh shit, I think this guy is gay. He's really trying to flirt with me. And so I was like, this guy is mad cute for no reason. Okay, cool. And so like, we just exchanged numbers. We met up like a couple days later and he just, um, we went out to dinner and he was just like trying to get to know me. He was a true gentleman. So great. Kissed and made out a little bit. And then I just went home. Um, and then he invited me over to his place because he was going to cook for me. And I was like, wait, bitch, he can cook? What the fuck? Oh, my God. That is wild. And so I went over to his place to make chicken parm, which was like the greatest chicken parm I've ever had in my life. And wait, peed on his face. Yeah. Okay. Was it good? Yes. As good as the chicken parm? Hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Uh, okay, wasn't it was pretty good? It was pretty. It was pretty fucking good. Let's just believe it at that. Okay. <laughs> so then, where um, where do the problems arise? So like, I went over to his place a couple times. He never went over to my place, which was a little weird. Who was on? I was on the phone with someone, and they were, and I was like, "Oh yeah, I miss this guy." And they're like, "Why don't you go to him?" And I was like, 
I could because he asked me to come over, but then I was like, no. I was like, w-, and they were like, why don't you go surprise him? I was like, I'm going to go surprise him then. And so oh, then I go over and I knock on the door like really adamantly and he opens the door and it shook his hell. He's like, oh, I didn't know you were coming over. I was like, there's a problem? Like, can I come in? He's like, yeah, sure, sure, sure. And so I go in and I'm just like, he's like, oh, just stay on the, just stay on the couch and I'll be back in like a couple seconds. He goes into his room like fervently, like fucking like sprinting to his fucking room. I'm like, this is a little odd. Um, and then I hear him like, cause he's a terrible whisperer. So I'm hearing him. He's just like, you just have to stay here. I'm like, who has to stay here? Um, and so then me and my nosy messy ass just go into his room. Fucking, oh there's a God. chick underneath the fucking bedroom. I just hear like, I'm just like, whoa, what the fuck is going on here? And so, like, literally, I I had to I had to leave because I was pissed as shit. I was like, no one's going to play me like that. I don't get played like that. And so I just left, didn't answer any of his text messages for, like, a good two weeks or so. And then all, and then I just decided to entertain his text messages to see what he was talking, see what he had to say, explain himself and shit like that. And I was just like, I would have been fine with it if you said you were bi or you said that you weren't in the closet. He didn't tell me any of this. He didn't tell me that he wasn't out of the closet or anything. I just assumed. Wow. So. Did um, you guys have, like, the exclusive conversation? Like, we're only dating each other? Yes. We did. Oh, my God. Really? It was just, we just agreed that we we're just going to see each other. And just like, I was like, this is fucking crazy. Cause it's like, if there's no trust, then what the fuck do we have? And at the end of the day, like, I was just like, you know, I'm really not entertaining this. Like, this was just like a lot. This was just a lot. It was just poor communication on his part. And I just felt like I was being played a little just because of the fact that he didn't tell me that part of his life that he wasn't out. Because if he told me that he was, that he wasn't out, then I would have been completely fine with it, but to have just, like, a beard, another girl on the side that you just didn't want to tell me about, and then just, oh, here she is, hi, hello, just in your apartment, like, that's crazy. Right, so that was our call-in. Yeah, wow, so clearly (laughs) a lot going on there, like, a lot of, like, different, like, things we can hit on with that. Yeah, um, and I guess the main takeaway for me was the fact that this guy did not communicate enough. I mean, he obviously left out a massive part of his personality, which was he's gay in the closet or maybe bisexual. Or I mean, the biggest, like, offense to me is also they agreed to be exclusive. Yeah. Like, gay or straight, you know, you agreed to have only dating each other and, like, have that moment between you. And to have him, like, walk in on it with, like, another person and it's a woman, I mean, that's, like, horrible oh my god that's like like how can you be anything but blindsided in that moment right i think it's a great contrast to our first story that you know you told um about another friend where this guy told her too much about his life it's it's it basically i guess the the point of this story these stories is that there's no perfect method you know it's easy to look at the first story and say okay well maybe don't be too honest or be upfront at first and then look at the second story well you can't hide everything you know there's no real perfect play here but the thing is i feel like both of those individuals probably realized like that there was either something that they were over or under sharing that they like had a responsibility maybe to tell their partner or, you know, in the first case to maybe not tell their partner. Um, but like, I think 
it's so hard to find that like absolute perfect line of like what to share and what not to share. But at the end of the day, like, I think you'll know, I think, you know, if there's something that like you're doing a huge disservice to your partner by sharing or not sharing with them. Yeah. And, and you know, when you're doing right and you're doing wrong, right? Like, fucking everyone's woke, you know, at, like you've got that moral compass. This is not like a just complete, like lack of knowing yeah. what's appropriate. Like this was like, you know, like in the first case, the guy realized afterwards and was like, okay, you're being quiet. And like realized like, okay, I said something wrong here. And now she's right, reacting yeah, because of it. Up. And in the second case, like, the guy went to his fucking bedroom and told the girl to sit put because he knew, like, I fucked up. Yeah. Like, I should have communicated this so that it wouldn't be this huge, like, awkward surprise. It's like, you fucking know when you're right and when you're wrong. And, like, I know it's not always easy to come out with what you should say. Yeah. And like, it's not, you know, it's, it's not easy to communicate what you should to your partner always and tell them how you're feeling and whatever. But like, if it's going to lead to like your skeletons, you know, coming out down the line and more problems eventually, like, you know, try them, like give your partner the benefit of the doubt that maybe they'll like understand your situation and like want to be open and want to work with you on yeah. it. And I think this also goes back to that you don't know how far any of these relationships that you get into are going to last. You know, you don't know. And I think we all like lie a little bit. You know, there's like a fact that humans can't go 10 minutes without saying a lie, you know, even a white lie, which is insane. So I think when you're dating someone, you want to showcase the best of yourself and none of the negatives. And then, like we said before, as soon as you hear or see something that you don't like, you tap out. It's really easy to kind of like, get into that cycle of like having this preconceived idea of yourself when you're with someone else because you don't want to scare them off and you don't want to you know say anything upsetting because then you'll lose them and then you get too deep or and and then you you're lost I guess you don't know what to do that and then it's hard to backtrack and then at that point it's like I'm just gonna dip out because like you know it's not worth working on like it's like I've gotten to this like weird place and like let's just like call it quits from here yeah and And that's it our caller said he wouldn't have minded if he was by or in the closet he would be open to that but the problem was he didn't communicate that he was so it, it was an issue and I don't even know if it was even that issue about being in the closet or more about like I want to fuck other people yeah no and that was a question that I actually I asked and I, you know, I did ask if that was like the core of it. And he said, no, like, I understand that that's like an issue, you know, especially like, I mean, obviously like specifically to like the gay community, like being in the closet is something that's like really like specific to you. So you can't expect that everybody has the same timeline of coming out and has the same like level of like comfort with like their close friends and family. But his big takeaway was that he would have just wanted to know. Yeah. And that if he had known you know, that this was the situation, like, he would have maybe been receptive to it, and they could have, like, worked together on it, but instead it was just hidden from him, right. and had to come out in a very, like, uncomfortable, 
confrontational way. Yeah. And I think living in a city like New York, you assume everyone is out because it's so liberal and everyone is open and it's 2018, you know, like who's in the closet these days, you know, but there's still a lot of people who are and they're for their own reasons and it's very complicated. So I, I think it's normal to think the default of, especially if you're gay, to think that someone else who's living in New York is also gay. Especially this guy, like, hit a, hit on him on the street, you know? like Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? Um, yeah, thank you for sharing that story, which is pretty, pretty sad. Also hilarious, but... <laughs> <laughs> but, like, yeah, um, it must have been tough to go through. Um, yeah. So, quick plug here, guys. We have a submissions page. We have a specific part of our website where you can go on and you can call us and leave a voicemail. It'll go directly to our voicemail box. Don't be concerned when you hear, like... Google voice telling you that, you know, this user is unavailable. Like that's, that's our bitch. And um, she's right. We're unavailable. So leave us a voicemail give us like a very, if you can just give us like a brief about you, just like maybe name sex and just um, an overview of what exactly is going on with you. Um, we're like so happy for those submissions and to be able to talk to them and showcase them on the podcast. So yeah. And the number is 860-821-0709. And this is also available on our podcast um, website, which is not your girlfriend's podcast.com. One word. Also, um, we have a regular submission section. If you didn't want to do the voicemail bit, feel free to just write us a question and we'll read it out loud in our, you know, sexy podcast narrator voices. We're super official, bitch. And, uh, <laughs> like, and we're so we'll, official. And we'll plug that shit. We'll give you advice. <laughs> we'll tell you what to do, even though we don't really know what to do with ourselves. So. <laughs> From the beginning of this episode, we just talk about our own problems with no real solution. Yeah, yeah. Literally, those were the only two, like, open-ended things. Like, we definitely had some sort of, like, answer to the second ones, but... For ourselves, yeah, just um, blank, blank canvas. <laughs> no idea. Yeah, um, but that's that's it for this week. Uh, next week, we're giving ourselves a little challenge, oh my which God. we'll talk more about. I don't want to talk about okay, it Okay, but now. we want to introduce it now for the sake of, like, accountability. So the challenge um, is for us to go out in the real world and talk to guys. I know, groundbreaking. <laughs> <laughs> but basically, from now until the next episode... We're assigning ourselves the tasks of going out and, like, actually, like, confronting guys in real life that we want to talk to, starting a conversation, and seeing where it goes from there. So, we'll be reporting back on our next podcast. Stay tuned. Yeah. It's sure to be both awkward, hilarious, and everything in between. But we're doing this for you guys. Yeah, so if you don't tune in, like, fuck you. (laughs) (laughs) We're here to give you some real tips about reading some real guys IRL. Yeah. So stay tuned. Um, We're super excited for that. As always. Um, Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye.